It's time now for the Lego Show. It's Thursday night, News Radio 570 WKBN. And Ron Firm, I was just discussing with our attorneys that are here. Uh, First, we start at microphone number one, and uh, the physical description from Mark DeVecchio of uh, one of the most brilliant attorneys on, frankly, in the country. Let's just be honest. Well, let me tell you, he's got a smart suit on today. It is navy blue with a a fine, thin, lighter blue pinstripe. He's sporting a maroon handkerchief, Mm -hmm. a light blue shirt with a gold and blue and red striped tie. Yes. I like that description. No, it, 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 it looks very good. Thank you. Topped by gray hair and uh, glasses, it makes him look very smart. So very, a, very knowledgeable like and intelligent lawyer, and yes. wise. And, yes, and, very and wise. wise. Yeah, very wise. Well, that's very nice of you to say that. Right. Thank you. Just so you get a physical description of Moses, and uh, Moses weighs, what, 140 pounds, 50 no, pounds? No, he's closer to 158. 150, 160 pounds, Moses. Okay. Yeah. So he's in good shape. Yes. Little known facts about Moses. He goes to the gym every, every night. Yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I want our listeners to know that. I mean, that takes dedication to do that every Certainly night. does. Certainly right. does. He walks on a treadmill almost five minutes straight. <laughs> an, elliptic, <laughs> an elliptical for 20 minutes and then some machines. Uh, oh, not five minutes? Okay. He's was, reached a point where it's just it's all about maintenance now. He doesn't a, have to work out really hard. He just has to maintain. Ma- Moses is benching, folks, just so you know, almost 41 pounds. <laughs> There's something wrong. <laughs> I'm just teasing Moses. Ron His Bird. wallet is 41 pounds. <laughs> yes, his Come wallet on. is 40. I, I think the listeners know not to believe everything Ron Burke says. <laughs> right. Yes, they right, do. Right. See, this is why right. I don't go there, because he's now he's going to do to me what he does in a courtroom. Somehow, when he's done speaking, I am going to be the biggest ass on the planet. <laughs> so stop now. I was just teasing. Isn't it true, no, Ron Right. That you are. Get him. Get him. Uh, Moses, I was Answer only kidding. I'm not answering any questions from you. See, this is this is the part. Believe me when I tell you, folks. When he starts this stuff, just quit. Yeah, you were poking the bear. I don't want to lose because if I let him go, I think you've you've just awakened me. Yes, yeah. I'll just leave the studio. He just now he has a little gleam in his eye. I just fired him up. I know, and I didn't mean to. I was just joking. That's okay. We're gonna have a good show now. Now Now he's pumped everyone. Now we have at microphone number two, Mark Devecchio, who does. The family law at the firm, Beatrice, Cobb, and Harshman. Uh, let's see, Mark is uh, kind of dressed like a beatnik today, wouldn't you say, Moses? I, I like what he's dressed in. I, Thank uh, you. I think it's casual, but it's very neat. Uh, this is colorful. Banana Republic, brother. Let me, let me. Banana Republic? Are they still in business? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they go out of business years ago? I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't matter. That's Doesn't probably matter. how long ago I bought it. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Good colors. Uh, nice. Thank you. Uh, Trying to brighten up the fits, day a little bit. Well. Is that like a yes. sweater shirt? I like yeah, that. like a sweater shirt. Sure. Eh, you know what I mean? And that's. I mean, that's happening, right? Absolutely. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> the, the early 90s called. They want their shirt back. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that tomorrow. I am. What, a sweater shirt? Probably. Why? Friday because I I feel like being casual. Mark has influenced me. Absolutely. Right yes. If you don't have to wear a suit, don't wear a suit. Tomorrow, don't let Ram embarrass you. It's going to be a nasty day weather-wise. Yeah. So why get dressed up? Right. Know? That's exactly. right. Exactly. You're you're agreeing with me. Thank you, Ron. Oh, I've like learned that. really quick here. Yeah. <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned extremely quick, Moses. There's nothing more I have to say to you, really. That's, that's right. That you, other than I hope your day is going well, and I hope tomorrow will be a fine day, and make sure you wear safe shoes so you don't slip on any of the ice and anything. <laughs> 
All right. Seriously, I mean, it'd be slippery out there. I appreciate your advice. I don't want Thank you breaking you. a hip or a pelvis or anything God like that. God forbid. Okay. No. Right. All right. I'll be careful. Now, on the other hand, you, know, you can wear <laughs> you can wear all the dress shoes you want to. I mean, you know what I mean. All right. So Mark does child support, divorce, custody issues. Moses is a litigator. Between the two of them, they know just about everything when it comes to law. So if you have a legal question, here's my top secret phone numbers to call the attorneys. All right. 729-9977. That's 729-9977. If you have a legal question, child supports, divorce, custody, uh, dog bites, medical malpractice, auto accidents, speeding tickets, um, whatever it might be. We'll take on all comers right now. We'll give you free legal advice. We don't give you a bill. We pay for it here. 729-9970. And believe me, Moses' bill is big. 729-9977. 729-9977. We'll get you through to us here today. All right, let's uh, take this call. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Gentlemen, good evening. Good Thank evening. You. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Do you have a comment for our attorneys? You know. I do. I have a question, actually. Okay. I work up in uh, Garbage Heights, Ohio. Garfield Heights, I should say. Uh, yes, sir. It's not Garbage Heights. It's Garfield Heights. No, it, it's Garbage Heights. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry to hear that. And you live here and you drive to Garfield Heights every day? No, I live in Middlefield. Well, where the hell's that? Geauga County. Okay, oh, and, okay. and then you live in uh, Garbage Heights. No, oh, he work works. Okay, how far a drive is that? 40 minutes, one way. That's a pretty decent-sized drive. Do you like it? or would? Yeah, it, yeah, it's 422 all the way in. I just thought maybe you'd move closer or something like that, you know. Uh, No, like I said, Garbage Heights. Yeah. Like where I'm at. All right. Hey, real quick, um, as I was having lunch today at a local establishment, mm-hmm. uh, Chipotle, I was sitting there looking out the window. I love the Chipotle. Pulls, the guy pulls in and parks in the handicapped parking spot. Mm-hmm. He's got the tag hanging on his window. Mm-hmm. But the passengers get out of the car, and they're walking perfectly fine with no ailments at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Is that legal? Nobody had a handicap that you could see when they got out. They were kids in high school. Okay. Trinity high school. All right, so they parked right there, and they're all high school kids. Yeah. First of all, did you have... And he stayed in the van. He stayed in the van. He didn't get out. Let me just say before I turn you on, I love Chipotle. I usually get a bowl with the brown rice... Okay. Double okay. chicken, the tomatoes, okay. corn, and uh, wow. a, li- a little bit of cheese, and that green okay. stuff. And, and, and I, lo- I, I absolutely love it. I'm glad you were yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I, um, I, I, I don't get the grass on it. I save the grass for after hours. Yeah, I don't get the lettuce. And don't get the sour cream because that's a lot of calories. It's uh, not it good. Is, it is, yeah. You I know, agree, I agree. And that kind of stuff. So and just before I let you know, here's how I handle that when I see that happening. I go out and I say to all of these young punks, I say, you young punks. And I said, I don't see anybody handicapped with that sticker in there. But there's going to be somebody if you don't move that car. Right. That's right. how I handle it. Well, if right. if the operator of the motor vehicle is handicapped, then I would believe that you you could park if it was just to pick, to pick up an order. If everybody, I don't believe that that handicap sticker requires everyone in the vehicle to be handicapped. No, Do you, it does not. So, um, but yeah, nothing. And uh, David Beecher's talked about this last week. Boy, does he appreciate now that he has those physical limitations, how important it is not to abuse the, the handicap parking. But one thing I will say, sometimes you can have post-surgery and you don't have a wheelchair or something like that, 
but you have like like Dave has. Yeah, Dave has absolutely. it. Absolutely, a, a knee replacement. He can't walk that far. So if he would get out, you'd say, "Well, why has he got a handicap?" That thing? ordinance it was created for a reason to serve the part of our public that. But I'm with this uh, guy. He's uh, suspicious. It's all young kids parking there getting out. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I. I you know, you don't want to start a big public ride. I do. I intervene right then and there. Sh- really? Yeah, I put my fork down. I walk right out. Good for you. I really do. And they say, what, what is it, old man? And I say, who are you calling old man? They said, you. And I said, no, and I said, I think you left your lights on. Oh, never mind. Then I go back in and eat. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're losing you, but uh, but uh, but basically, there's not much you can do. You can always on call a wheelchair. What's on, it? on the asphalt? And there's a thing on the wall. He said it's got to be a green and white handicap sign. I've never seen one before. For what? Oh, you called the cops? Oh no, the cop is right next door in the drive-through. At- yeah. And what, what? Your phone's breaking up a little bit. What the cop do? He said that. Well, I can't. I can't make anything out. Turn the other way. I want to hear this. Yeah, call me back. I want to hear the end of the story. Don't forget. I will call, I will call you back when wait, I get wait, a better I, signal. I got a better signal now. What did the cop say? The cop told me that he cannot give that guy a ticket because the handicapped parking space was not marked properly. Oh, it didn't have, oh. A, it didn't have a sign. It's got to have a sign, not on the ground, an actual metal sign. Exactly. And he said it has to be a green and white sign. And he says, go to Walmart parking lot. And he says, I can see the signs over there. I've never seen a green and white handy. Yeah. So was, they, they won't enforce it unless it's uh, got properly a sign, marked. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like a $500 fine. It's a big fine, too. Oh, it could go yeah. for anywhere from $360, $450. You know, I think it starts like $90, $100, bucks, but it goes up if it's not paid quickly. Here's how I would approach it, Scott, even further. I said, fine, you can't, you can't write him a ticket. Can you at least tase the guy? Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Pull the Billy Club out and put a couple across the bridge to his nose. Right. There you go. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right, right. That's 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 how I would deal with it. Exactly. Uh, See, fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, or unfortunately, the statutes have to be followed. And a similar situation is with uh, speeding uh, signs. Uh, If they are not posted properly or uh, at certain distances, then that can be a defense. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Scott. Hey, Ron. Have a lousy night. Well, now, Scott, now that wasn't very nice. Uh, <laughs> he deserves it. You know what I mean? Scott, exactly what did you get at Chipotle? Did you get the bowl or did you get the burrito? I got a chicken bowl to go, if you want to know. How was it? It was spectacular. Thank you, Scott. I it, mean, didn't, it didn't have listeria in it this time. Scott, don't say that kind of stuff. I love Chipotle. I know. It's good stuff. All right, buddy. Thank it's you. great stuff. Have a lousy night. You know, like, you know in, like, in all seriousness, before I take my next call, when people leave this area, they don't realize, you know, and move out. I mean, now I'm serious. Now, I love Chipotle, but when you think about uh, Wedgwood Pizza, Cornersburg Pizza, Avalon Pizza, when you think about uh, Bruno Brothers, when you think about Bellaria, when you just think about the food that we have here. Absolutely. The food that we have here that's local stuff that you don't get anywhere else. All reasonably priced. Yes. And good. Right. How lucky you are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's such... It's hard to get good pizza anywhere else. Right. And I mean, and it's just... 
Uh, and even when it's like in Naples, Florida, there's not a lot of really good pizza places out there. And you, if you find a place and where the pizza's okay, it's still not as good as like the worst pizza. You know, my wife, my wife here. says Friday night. She said when I was on the air, I was sitting here. She says, uh, "Feel like taking me to the fireplace." And that's a, and a, you know that's that that's no decision. Cue. So that's there my cue. Go. So we went down there, and oh, the food was just I, the It's the sauce. Like she got a side of spaghetti to take uh, mm-hmm. home. It's good stuff. Right, and my daughter ate half of it. Good then stuff. I saw it in there. I ate the rest of it for breakfast. <laughs> Cold spaghetti for no, breakfast. No, I you heated sound like it up. Beatrice. Oh my god, I heated it up. It was wonderful. The sauce is so good. My mm. god, it was good. You're doing this to me because I told you I haven't eaten dinner and I'm starving before we started. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. I can't believe you're torturing me. You, you have just educated me too. Believe it or not, Ron. Really? Yes. Why? How? Well, I've never been to Chipotle's, and we have one in our area. So now, and what you described, you you like? I love it. Yeah. I I that would appeal to me. That really oh, it's very yes. good. It's very good. It's very it's extremely good. But I, and, I, and the other thing that you've educated me on is, I always have with a baked potato sour cream. Now you're telling me sour cream is not. It's loaded, yeah. It's a, it's a cream. It's a horrible thing to actually eat if you listen to Dr. Shia's study. Yeah. Then cream, blue cheese, or any of that kind of stuff. You All know, right. El- eliminate that. Not that you need to. Brian, you're on the air with uh, the genius and DeVecchio. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. I have a question about child support. Okay, Brian, shoot. We have taken the father to court before over unpaid child support, and he's around $11,000 that he owes at this point. Okay. How do we get him to pay it? Because it seems like the courts and the caseworkers don't really care, honestly. I want you to answer this, but i got to pause first. Can you hang on, Brian? Sure. Good. This is a great question. I love this question. I hope it makes you squirm. Brian, hang on. In literally 60 seconds or less, I'll be right back. And I want to hear the answer to this. Because, you know, he owes all this money, but he's not paying it, and they really don't do that much. Or do they? Details straight ahead. You were shot at one th- All right. So was it raining out, Moses, when you guys came in? You said it was drizzling. Okay. All right. So there you go. Live action report from Moses on the weather. All right. So weather-wise, brought to you by Cordy's. Low tonight down at 52. Tomorrow, uh, 52 is the high. The temperature drops during the day. Eventually get down to 18. Rain, uh, freezing rain, sleet, and some snow on tap. Saturday, the snow should end about midday. 20 for a high, 3 below for the low. Then we're back to these cold temperatures. 16, 17, 21, and 18 the high to, through Wednesday. Right now, it's 55. News Radio 570 WKBN. All right, uh, answer Brian's question. All right. Like you. There's no simple answer. The only thing I could tell you, as I've said before, you have to stay vigilant. You're not going to get... Someone that refuses to comply with a court order to do it easily. Uh, th- what you do is you continue to file motions in contempt. Uh, and, and in this state and nearly every other state, there are criminal sanctions for failure to support the people that you owe a duty to support. So eventually, this person could be criminally prosecuted if you continue to stay on it. And if it and they're selectively prosecuted, but you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. What do you? What should he do? He's the guy's eleven thousand in. You have to get a. Have you ever taken him back to court to get a contempt finding? We only took him to court one time, and they said he had to prove that he was looking for a job. Right. So all he had to do was get an application. Okay. That's it. 
So you didn't get anything, you're you know, not, and then it just continues on. I understand that. So when you say you have Hold to... On. Is he not working, caller? Uh, in all honesty, I'm pretty sure he's driving for the Amish and getting cash under the table. All right, so he's, he's in a underground economy to, to, to beat the system. Right. right. So now he's between a rock and a hard place, really. Who's between a rock and a this hard place? This guy, because the guy doesn't make enough money to pay the 11000 and he's not getting Well, but you still want to get something. you gotta, you got to continue to pursue it. And if the guy is, if, if you could prove, you know, subpoena his, his uh, utilities, his, his monthly payments, what he has to earn to keep his head above water, bank accounts, vehicles, see if he's made applications for any kind of loans or to buy a car so you could see what he's provided as an income. But Brian's got to hire a lawyer to do all this and pay money out. Well, yeah, well, you could stay on the Child Support Enforcement Agency. They have lawyers. Now, they're overworked and they're, you know, they have a lot of cases that they have to handle. But there is there are lawyers available to go after deadbeats. It, but through the Ohio Child Support Enforcement Agency. It takes forever, though. It does take a while, yeah. So usually you got to hire your own. And if you hire your own, if it's a, a very egregious offense like Brian's going through, a court is not going to take pity on somebody that is thumbing their nose at the, at the court order. So the court could find them in contempt, order that person to reimburse Brian his attorney fees and his court costs. He doesn't have a pot to pee in now. You, I mean, you know. Well, well, you don't know that. I mean, and first of all, it's not that expensive. It's not cost prohibitive to bring someone to court on a contempt charge. And it's not. Him, and put them under oath. Yeah. So you get them served. You get them before the judge that issued that order, that support order, and say, Your Honor, he's not complying. He, look at the car he's driving. Look at where he's living. He's going out to dinner with this person or that person. You know, get into his lifestyle and, and show that this person is, once they're found in contempt, then you kind of got them because any subsequent finding of contempt, it just keeps getting worse for the person that, that is being found in contempt. And eventually it could rise to the level of, of a criminal act. And Brian, Brian, here's what I want you to do, because I know you're very annoyed by this. Uh, I can tell. Yeah, you go home and you sit down at that dinner table with your with your wife who and say, what the hell were you thinking when you kissed that guy's lips and had that uh, man's we, child? I already have. We have gone through it. But to what the lawyer was saying, this gentleman is able to live off of his girlfriend. Everything well, is in her name. yeah, but that doesn't change his duty to support that child. Then he should have some kind of a. He, yeah, he should work and provide support to the child that he's ordered to pro- provide support to. And the court will not take kindly to a deadbeat dad that's sponging off of his girlfriend. So you just got to be vigilant, paint the picture for the judge, and wait for the judge to do the right thing but or don't the magistrate. Let it, don't make, let it be a wedge between you and your wife and you and this child, though, Brian. I mean, you know, don't make yeah, it all about it that. It doesn't. I mean, be a good guy. Just take no, care of the kid. I don't have time for that. It does not. I know it just burns you up inside because that guy is less of a man than you are. But, Brian, when you tell me how could we get this guy to pay, and then you tell me you've only been to court one time, I mean, you got to go back. you got to pursue it. And, and if it gets – give me a call at some point in time, and I'll give you some, some pointers off the, off the record. What was that movie with uh, – yeah, do, 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 do you have a ball bat, Brian? Yeah, Walking Tall. Yeah. You ever seen that movie, Walking Tall? What was his name? I've seen both. Yeah, yeah. Buford Buford T. Pusser. Right. Didn't he get her done, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, buddy. Thank you. Sometimes you wonder why there isn't more vigilante justice, you know, on some of these cases. Well, it upsets a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right on the edge. I know you are. (laughs) I'll second that.
Well, Moses almost put me You're over on the edge when you're behind the microphone talking about oh, it. No, as soon as Moses started questioning me, I just gave up. <laughs> See, I'm not a total idiot. I knew right. at that point. I, Pick I didn't your pursue battles. it. I just, smart, uh, whatever. Smart, right. I dropped it immediately. Exactly. Because I know how damn good he is. That's right. Because <laughs> yes, you know what? I've been through it one other time on his show with him. I and was when here. It was, you're right. Yeah. And I looked like a complete idiot. The whole expression on your face changed. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> all the blood ran, ran I, out I, of your I think face. that had to do with politics, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I don't want to talk yeah. about it, Moses. I don't want to have like a Vietnam <laughs> flashback, so I bring it up. <laughs> Dean and Kelly, hang on. Your calls are after the headlines. BO 570 WKBN. Onward we go. Here is Attorney Mark DeVecchio along with uh, Carl Moses, News Radio 570 WKBN. Kelly, you're on, and then we go to Dean. Kelly, you're on with the lawyers. Kelly, are you there? Wait, oh, I, I, Kelly, hello. Oh, hello. Hi, sorry. Okay. Um, I had a question about a land contract. Uh, yes, go ahead. Um, so we had entered into a land contract with a property that we were selling. Um, and it was just for one year, and at the end of the long land contract, the expectation was that he was to pay the balance. Okay. Um, so he hasn't done that. It expired on September 30th of 2017. He still has property out um, at our house, so I wasn't sure how long we had to, if there was notification that we had to give or, or what we needed to do with his property. So you sold him a home with the land. The land had a home on it that you sold it to him, correct? Yes. And how much did he give you? Um, he less than $5,000. And then he had a balloon payment to pay, and he didn't do that, correct? Yes. And then, But he vacated the property, is that correct? Yes. And what did he leave behind? I'm sorry? What did he leave behind? Uh, just a bunch of... He honestly never had lived there, just pretty much used it primarily for storage. So there's some tools, a bunch of garbage, just... Just random belonging. Okay, so she could put that in storage, I would think. Yeah, well, first of all, first of all, just on a, on a side note, a private note, I hate land contracts. In 27 years as a lawyer, I have never seen an effective conclusion to a land contract. I've never seen someone enter into it and see it all the way through to the end. I'm sure there are instances where that happens, but I've just never actually been one to to be part of something like that. The key would be whether you had a lawyer draft the land contract, did you? Yes, yes. Well, have you talked to that lawyer? Um, We did, and he said that he's quite busy um, and that we would just have to to wait. A lot might depend on the language as to what the consequence would be if he um, uh, defaults on his payment. And so a lot depends on what that land contract states. She could go to another lawyer, though, with the contract, right? Sure. And get an opinion on yeah, it. Yeah, but there should be some some uh, remedial section oh, sure. in the contract that provides, in the event of breach, yes. you do. But I would say just to be safe. Have you read the contract, ma'am? Yes, and it just says, you know, at the end of that time, if he doesn't provide the payment, then it, then it's null and void. Then the contract is complete. Right, you keep the money, the you take back the property. Right, exactly. Well, then, your question is, what should we do with the stuff he left behind? Yes. I would try to send him notification that he left behind certain uh, items, personal items. Send it to his last known address. Send it to any address you may have to show that you're acting in good faith. And then, sure, and we've done that. We've actually had communication with him. And what does he um, say? He said, 
he said he would come and get it by the beginning of December, and he never. Ha- it's still out there. Well, then here's what you need to do: get something in. If he send him a letter, or you know, the next time he calls, make sure it goes to voicemail, so you could have something. You know, give some- him a deadline. Yeah, give him words. a give him a deadline to say it has to be out by this time, and then you do with it what you want: throw it away, you sell it, whatever you want to do with it. Well, don't. I don't know if you want to throw it away. Did he have any adult magazines or porn oh, movies? God. I can look and have them sent over to the station. <laughs> All right, if. if <laughs> If you Don't mind. you have enough already? <laughs> I'm a collector. Some people collect baseball cards, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I refer so, to them. Now, if we had text messages, because we have the text messages back and forth where we said you have until the end of November to get the stuff off the property, and he said he would, is that sufficient? I, yeah, this text messages. Yeah, text messages are admissible. Um, the only problem is he would have to appear to acknowledge that, or you'd have to bring some corroborating testimony that that is indeed his number, uh, that he's communicated with this person on that number, just to provide verification that it's that this is the individual. Because I would assume the guy's not going to show up for a, for a hearing or for a court date. Right. So now, do we have to do anything specific to court? Do we have to take him to court to to complete the contract or no, well, that way it's done? Yeah, there's something called specific performance, but uh, you know, if he breaches the contract, you already have a remedy. You get your property back, you get to keep the money that he paid and mm-hmm. whatever stuff he leaves behind, you don't have to to file any kind of an action. You don't have to take him to court, but just pr- okay. try to provide notification. Make sure that you preserve it so that in the event he tries to take you to court, yeah. protect yourself. Just show that you've okay. given him that you've had communications, you've given him deadlines, uh, and then if he tries to take you to court, then sue him for damages. I mean, there's a number of things we could think of. Is the property in Ohio? It is. And oh. if I were you, I would uh, make an appointment with that lawyer who drafted it and just make sure that uh, you're doing the right thing based on his advice. But, but Mark, okay. all right. Now, what what area of Ohio, roughly? In it's in Trumbull County. Oh, Trumbull. Well, no wonder he left. Okay, I'm only teasing. All right, I'm I'm, I'm only teasing. All right, is it a lot of property? Um, it's it's less than ten acres. But the, 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 there's a large there's a, you know don't do a land contract. Get a good real estate agent. You know, a, a house with ten acres is uh, it can yeah. go for pretty good money. A lot of people are looking for for land if it's reasonably priced. Well, and my husband did this, so moving forward, we won't be doing land contracts. Yeah, stay away from land contracts. Right. Yeah, and, and go through an agent where somebody actually pays for it and price it right, so you get your money out of it. So a lot of our listeners out there, they're looking for ten acres and want to grow pot and that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm only Jesus. teasing. All right, Kelly, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I... I can't believe you. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry, Moses. I I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dean, you're on with the attorneys. News Radio 570 WQN. Hello. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hi, Dean. You know what? I have an interesting little problem. I have a divorce decree um, dated uh, October 22nd. In it, it says my ex-wife mm-hmm. is required to submit a quick claim for the house within 30 days. Okay. Well, it's more than 30 days. All right, I'm here. trying to refinance my house now, and she's still on the title. How long were that. you married? Pardon me? How long were you years. married? How many? 20. Oh, my mm. God. Long marriage. What, what, how did it end, or why did it end after that long? You know, I don't really know. She... 
you know, there for a long time. We didn't, we had no kind of relationship. Uh, you know, she lived in the downstairs. I lived in the upstairs. You know, she slept on the couch, watched TV downstairs. You know, I would come in from work and go upstairs. And mm-hmm. So there was no communication. Things, you know, threw knives at me with her eyes. Mm-hmm. She just, just hated me. Mm-hmm. She Sorry filed for divorce. And, well. After 20 years of that, boy. Right. Let me ask yeah. you, Dean, does any money have to change hands? Did you have to pay off any kind of uh, an in- equity interest in that property? There was, yeah. And it's uh, the way my lawyer explained it to me at, during the divorce. It's it's only it's very little because there wasn't a lot of equity in the house. It's like sixteen thousand dollars. Uh, she's required to pay child support to me because my son lives with me. Okay, and it nets out to about six thousand dollars when the house sells. Okay, well, you lost me. If she's supposed to quit claim the house to you, then right. she's not entitled to any of the proceeds of the sale of the home because it would be in your name solely. If you have to pay her something for her equity in the home, then you have to pay it to her first, and then the quit claim would get issued, or you could do it uh, contemporaneously. But uh, you know, typically that's an arm's length kind of a deal where here's here's the money I owe you, here's the quit claim deed. Uh, it is has that been done? No, because you know the. Decree said within 30 days, as of you know of October 22nd, she's required to submit a quit claim. All right. Well, does it okay? So does it say that at the time of the sale she will be reimbursed her equity? No, no it says nothing about when this is going to happen. Wow, I'd have to take a look at that separation agreement. But the bottom line is because typically each provision is somehow intertwined with the other. So you know you have the quit claim, you have equity, you have you referenced child support, and you said there's an offset, and it comes to like $6,000. So they're kind of all interwoven. Um, what I typically do in my separation agreements is I say that the parties have to cooperate and sign all documents and do what they're supposed to do. In the event one party fails to cooperate, this separation agreement shall act as that instrument necessary. Um, you also have the right to take her back to court for contempt. But I would call your lawyer, and I would say, listen, could you send a letter, a quick letter to her lawyer and ask for the quit claim deed? It's not a very detailed, involved process. Mm, okay. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good because it sounds like she's in contempt of court. It, it is, but, but first try to make an effort to resolve this before hauling her off to court. It's just a simple letter, and the lawyers should you know, respond and get on it and get this thing done for now, you. Now, how long did you live like this? I mean, was it always uh, like this over see. 20 years? Was there any passion ever, you know, some wild sex and things? <sighs> oh, Ron. Uh, Dean, you don't have to tell him that stuff. In, uh, let's see. <laughs> it all pretty much ended after my son was born. He's 18 now. So for the first couple of years, it was like a normal marriage. Oh, it was a real good marriage. And then for 18 years, it's uh, it, it just fizzled. Right, yeah. Wow. And you stayed together until your son was emancipated, until the child was 18? Well, she did, too. Yeah, I guess she's... Well, then, how's there child support? You said there's child... If he's 18, is he still in high school? Yes. Oh, okay. Because typically a child is not emancipated until they turn 18 or graduate from high school, whichever is later. Yeah, in my case, I didn't get out until I was 27. (laughs) Figures. <laughs> Took me a long time to study, uh, study and uh, pass all the tests. All right. Well, I wish you the best luck. Are you looking for another woman? Or you had enough? Uh, no. I don't blame you. I can't say I blame you after what you've been through. Oh, good luck, Dean. There's somebody out there for you.
Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck. And these days, anything goes. Keep that in mind. All right. Thank you for your call. All right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what seems I do to... believe that, you know, everything that goes around comes around. I really do. I feel like, you know, these people that are in bad marriages, and I talk about it all the time with, with clients that have just been just through hell. And I say, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And As my buddy Dave would say, with great wisdom, there's a chair for every yes. <laughs> yeah. That's words of wisdom, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that is the wonderful, profound words of wisdom. Right. There you go. All right, so Trevor, you're on with the attorneys. Go ahead, please. Hey, guys. I bought a house about two years ago. I had it inspected, and we got everything that the inspector said was wrong with it out of code corrected. However, about six months ago, um, we found out that the sump pump was installed incorrectly, and they actually had it pumping water into the sanitary drain, which we found out that's out of code. So that should have been brought to our attention, and we could have taken some action on it. Because of that, our entire basement flooded um, one day when, when the rain came down real hard because the sump pump obviously kept pumping into the sanitary drain. The sanitary drain obviously couldn't hold all the water, and it filled our entire basement up. So my question is this. is What is the statutory limitations on um, a fulfillment of a contract from a home inspector not picking out something that was out of code? Or would there be a, could I, could I take well, any action on I would say the statute begins upon notice that there is some kind of a violation or there is some breach of duty in the inspection, okay? So I would say, I mean, that's my 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 opinion. I, I couldn't tell you for certain, and I'll, I'll look into it later, but upon, when, how long were you in the home before you discovered this problem? Just we're just going on to our second year of living. When and when did we, you find out that you had this problem with the with the sump pump? About six months ago, when it, we had a, like a heavy rain and it flooded out the basement. What what state are you in? Ohio. Okay, Pennsylvania has a four year statute of limitations in regard to contracts, and also there could be an argument of discovery. That is, when would a reasonable person have discovered? The problem, and then the four years maybe could be argued, would start from the time that a reasonable person should have discovered the problem. But, Mark, I don't know what the statute is in Ohio. Well, I guess it depends on, on, on what kind of a contract it is. I mean, um, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wait too long on it. I would get lawyers involved. Sure. Typically, the caveat emptor principles, uh, let the buyer beware, usually... Uh, preside in these things unless you have the inspection done. Now, the inspector, the seller has to disclose if, if the seller's aware of any latent defects that you couldn't see with your eyes. If you, if you knew that the seller knew that this was a problem and didn't disclose it, you may have recourse against the seller as well. Was there a real estate agent involved, caller? Yes. You might have a case against the real estate company, too. Usually there are forms that... The seller, the real estate company, and uh, The seller else? has to fill out as yeah. to any defects. And so you may have to explore that. You probably should have gotten copies of those items. Yeah, we, we, we have copies of uh, the contract that was placed, you know, from the home inspector and all that, and, you know, showing that, you know, the only things that he discovered was the electrical system... And the roof, and we, you know, took care of yeah. both of those items. So that that's good. But 
And like I said, it wasn't until I just we just had somebody come out today to look at it, and you know he advised me that it's you know it's obviously out of code, which you know we would have never known that. Of course, we were just going by the fact that everything passed except for those things that we actually. Fixed. You know what? And and I haven't done this in a while, but. Is it accurate? I don't. I don't think combs that are out of code can even pass from a, a, a seller to a buyer. If there's something out of code, it has to be repaired. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, that could maybe void the sale. So you're just saying a sump pump was draining into the sanitary and and uh, and that's illegal and that's not and it flooded the basement. Is that correct, caller? Right. They uh-huh. they took uh, the they took the exit hose and they. Put it into the sanitary. And you're saying the inspector drain. didn't notice where the hose was. Right. Now, right. Nothing so, was so ever disclosed to us, you know, of yeah. the fact that they were, you know, so, that this was presented the way it was, and nobody ever told us that there was an issue. Well, I think he's got a case against that inspector. I do, too. The inspector, the seller. Yeah, the because, seller, yeah, the chances are that that uh, the seller knew they had a problem there, and if they know they have a problem and they don't and maybe disclose the real estate it, company too. Absolutely, well, definitely, invite them all to the party. Definitely, if they knew of the problem or should have known of the problem, definitely he would have, I think, a, an action against the seller and possibly the real estate uh, uh, realtor. But uh, I think somebody's got to look at that contract and see how. It is verbalized in the contract as to what the inspector was to do, what types of inspection was he to perform, and so forth, before you definitely conclude whether you have a case against the inspector. Clearly, uh, your hose was in the wrong hole. (laughs) Right. My hose was in the wrong hole. That could could have been... the solution to a lot of issues, uh, right? And and and, <laughs> and, and you have a right to get that remedy. How much? How much uh, in damages are you talking about? How much money to have it remedied? Well, we we haven't really got that far. Yeah, you but need we a, had you... the water out of the basement because what we did is we had to take the exit hose and poke it out of one of the basement windows temporarily because we didn't really have a fix yet <laughs> right. as far as what to do. Right, but it's damaged. It's damaged um, some plywood, and it's damaged our oak uh, finishing because the, the basement is finished, and now it's all moldy yeah. down there. Well, some of it we've rectified, you know, as far as the mold, because well, it's dangerous to have mold. But the bottom line is, you're going to have to get estimates as to the damage, and then I think what you ought to do is take all the paperwork, the estimates, the contract, and so forth, to a lawyer to look over and. <laughs> Yeah, you get to a lawyer. That's what you should do. And you know, I, you know, typically, if there was a sump pump problem, I would think the basement would have probably had some prior flooding issues. You can't issues. drain it into the septic. I mean, that's uh, that's, that's not kosher. You got to yeah. figure out what the ramification is if it's an old house. What what they can do. I wish you the best of okay. luck. Absolutely, good luck. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you guys. All Bye. right. Otherwise, you're going to have an indoor pool. Oh, that would. Yeah, but I mean, my thought is, if it's a bad sump pump and it's been bad for years, and it's they, then the the people that sold the home they had to it. have known it. They knew about well, it. They put the hose probably in a sanitary thing, of course. So there's yeah, a lawsuit there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you just got to get a lawyer, and most lawyers would take take a case like that because they're vicious. No, it's a good case. I mean, it's a tough case, and you got to jump through but a lot somebody, of hoops. Yeah, but at the end of the day, knew it. here's the deal. In these cases, if you have a good case and you organize your case, as Carl said, get all your contracts, get all your docs, get everything in order, you present your case, 
those cases settle. You really right. don't have to try those cases because you know you, you risk really getting you're right. Hung it, out it's to dry. Settle, yeah. right? Because they're going to say, "Well, who?" Yeah, right. What can we do to fix it? Right. Let's go to Mike for the lawyers and the Linda. Mike, News Radio five seventy WQEN. You're on with Moses and Devecchio. Yeah. Hi, Ron. I'm a first time caller. I got a traffic camera question. All righty, sir. Did you smile? Uh, well, no, I didn't smile. <laughs> All right. Well, you I should. wasn't smiling after the hearing, but uh, if you make a long story short, uh, I was. For business, I had to travel from to a community, let's say about forty-five miles south of Austin Town, and uh, what was you know, it? What community? Just tell us. Okay, it's East Liverpool. All right, and okay, what happened? So I'm, I'm I'm getting off of Route Seven, and I stop. I get off of Route Eleven. I stop at Route Seven, and there's construction there, and they stop me and they wave me on, and I come out, and I just noticed there was a police officer sitting there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think anything above it about it. I just thought he was. Uh, there directing traffic or there with the construction. Well, about a month later, I got a ticket in the mail that says I was going like 25 in a 20-mile-an-hour school zone. I didn't see any lights or anything. I called, and uh, it's hard to get a hold of them. If They run through, like, the traffic camera company, and all they want to do is tell you we accept Visa, MasterCard. I said, right. well, I want to appeal this. So uh, to make a long story short, I finally went down last week to uh, their traffic court, and they have a, an administrative hearing. The police officer doesn't show up. Uh, they have the police chief there. They have this administrator who they're paying. I think they pay like 200 bucks to run the hearing. And there's like 10 people in front of me, and they're basically, you know, they state their case. You know, I get, nope, it says you're guilty. There's $100, you know, and a lot of people are paying. The one guy got up there, and I noticed anybody who complained or anybody who challenged it, you know, the, the court administrator saying, you know, you need to lower your voice. And, you know, I, 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 the, the fact of the matter is it's $100. And... I'm not guilty. I mean, they go by a preponderance of the evidence. A preponderance of the evidence to me is, you know, if a potted plant falls and it breaks and somebody comes out of the house and sees you standing there, then chances are a preponderance of the evidence says you probably pushed the pot over and broke it. However, I can't cross-examine, you know, I can't examine the witness. The police officer wasn't there. Now, if I want to appeal it, i got to go to the next level and i got to go to a hearing and they want to have it in East Liverpool. And if I lose... It goes on my uh, my insurance. Now, I've never had a ticket. No, I don't no. break the law. Uh, well, is, 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 I think it what doesn't he's saying, go on your insurance. So these camera tickets don't go on your insurance. Well, well, they told me if I don't pay it, they're going to turn me in the collection, and it's going to go against my insurance. Well, no, no, no. no hang on. This is a camera ticket, it's right? It's just a civil yeah. judgment. It's yeah. a civil judgment. It doesn't affect your insurance at all. It may affect your credit rating, though, if you don't okay, pay it. But, but the thing is, I mean, you know, I thought this was Mahoney County, not Hazard County or Columbiana County. Mm-hmm. I mean, the police chief is down there. He's sitting well, there. Well, Liverpool is Columbiana it's like County. It's a big joke. I mean, I, you know, what am I supposed to do? I mean, you can't. You can't question the police officer. I can't question the camera. Well, wait a second. I mean, didn't you say, not to interrupt you, but didn't you say that they did have a provision for you to go to East Liverpool and, and have an additional hearing? Yes. They said if I have the hearing, though, and I lose, I have to pay all the court costs. Well, that's but, go on my, but there's your opportunity to cross-examine the officer, to present evidence. I mean, that's what I'm understanding it to be. You, If you want a more formal hearing where you could present evidence and have a right to cross-examination, they're setting it up in East Liverpool, which is where the, the proper venue would lie, because that's where the okay. ticket was hey, issued. caller, let me give you the best advice I, that you can get. Are you ready for this, caller? Listen, okay. and listen carefully. Mark, when you got a camera ticket in Gerard, what did you do with yours? I paid it. <laughs> and he's a lawyer. I mean, it's, sometimes it's just easier to pay the hundred bucks yeah, to go right, through. I, and I understand but that. I was guilty. It's, it's not about the hundred dollars. But the thing is, I read, you know, East Liverpool. Basically, all these officers that are running the cameras, they're on overtime. They're being paid overtime, 
And if they, they issue $250,000 in tickets, they have a right to reopen their collective bargaining agreement in 2019 for more money for the cops. Mm-hmm. Now, boy, that's a heck of an incentive to give tickets. Now, what's to stop them? I'm sitting at a red light. They zap my plate, send me something in the mail. If the officer's willing to sign the thing, I'm getting a ticket. I have to pay. I mean... Yeah, but the officer would be committing perjury. He can't well, I, I he can't that, cite you for something that there was not probable cause to cite you for. So I, I understand that, but there's a big incentive to issue tickets. Yes, and, and, right, and the money is going to to pay for some of the things with regard to the expenses for the the police force. And, but, and just so you know, Howland uh, Township know. is starting that too. So it's the so, same company. It's I mean, all about I mean, money. I don't like being shook down. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's not the hundred dollars, Mike. Then I, please, what I would advise you. Go to that hearing in East Liverpool, and in fact, if it's a matter of principle, talk to a lawyer. See if someone you know will right. help you out, and go and contest it and put forth your evidence. If you didn't do it, then you won't be found guilty. All right, Mike. I understand that, but the, obviously the officer's going to be there. If he says I did it, then I'm guilty. Right, My word is right. going to be as good as an officer. Right. Pay the hundred bucks. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks. All right. That gave him the best advice. Linda, you're on the air. Make it quick. <laughs> it's We're running out of time. This is a landlord tenant question. Um, Columbiana County propane gas mm-hmm. um, tenant moved in and about two years ago and at the time the house had been had some remodeling done to it and they put a new propane tank in and charged the tenant for the propane tank. Can they do that? All right, wait, I, I kind of lost you. They charge a tenant for the cost of the propane tank, even though they were just running. Is that correct? Correct. All right, and you're saying that it should be charged to the landowner, correct? Landlord. Well, the landlord put it on. Well, it depends the on the tenant. The tenant did not know that he was doing this. It depends on the terms of the lease. Read the lease. It could obligate either the landlord or the tenant, depending on what your lease says. Yeah, you always have to go back to the written document. If and there's read no. It. All right, dear. Okay. Okay. If there's a written document there, sounds like the landlord should cover that. Though, yeah, well, unless it's unless it's in the lease. So just and if there's no lease, well, back to Pennsylvania with you, Moses. I've had enough. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thank so you. Bye.